This is the Tropic Pianist Gamers podcast, episode 23, The Super Organised Perfectionist. Perfectionism was my ultimate downfall with an anxiety disorder. The need to be perfect, the fear of failing, was surrounding me for most of my childhood and well into my adulthood. But how did I undo it to be the laid-back, organised person that I am today? As for most of the overcoming of the anxiety disorder that I had for over 20 years, I had to find the root cause of the problems that I was experiencing and address them head-on to be able to overcome them. So where did it all come from? Initially, the fear of failure was probably down to my parents' high expectations of me, for whenever I didn't get the top grade, I felt like I'd failed them and they were disappointed in me. It might not have been true in the grand scheme of things, but it didn't stop the feelings of anxiety if I'd done less than top grade, which I often did because I was not really paying attention in my GCSEs and A-levels. The only reason I got good grades in my GCSEs was because of my photographic memory, particularly in science and maths. But I'd lost that by sixth form because I was paying too much attention to boys, apparently. Even though that was the case, I still passed my A-levels, I still went on to university and got a 2-1 degree. I just about passed in my parents' eyes, but that didn't stop me fearing the failure and being that desperate to please people that I would be as close to perfection as I could, but ultimately failing at the perfection. Because I never quite got the top grades. I never got the top grades at GCSE, I got one single A-star. I never got an A at A-level, I never got the first at my degree, and I never got a distinction in my instrumental grades either. Not violin, not piano. I'd occasionally get a merit in piano, but I never got that distinction, because I never was perfect. But I passed the things, I passed the grades, I passed the exams, you know. I was always not a failure, I was not a perfectionist either, but my parents brought me up to seek perfection. And that was always dangerous for mental health, but I didn't know it at the time. Alongside academic life, there was obviously the side bit of the music lessons. The music tutors would always teach you to strive for perfection. In fact, as a piano teacher now, I do try and get my kids to play perfectly, but I also reassure them that being perfect isn't the be-all and end-all of what they're trying to achieve. And I think that's important for instilling confidence into them, knowing that they can play the piano no matter if they're not perfect. Not everyone wants to be a virtuoso pianist and that's okay, me included. But of course the perfectionism from being an instrumentalist spread into every aspect of my life. They need to be perfect with my exams, my work. I'd strive and put my all in every job I had, but ultimately it was never good enough and I ended up feeling like a failure most of the time. But the one thing that was going right was 2013. Although I was diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder later that year, I established Nintendo North Wales, formerly known as Street Pass North Wales. And for the 10 years plus, because that turns 11 this month, um, I was able to host events every month and people saw me as successful. Okay, things went wrong. Things went wrong a million times. Sometimes we had to improvise because things had let us down last minute and we had no control over them. But what I learned in that time was it was okay as long as I had a plan B. 
So I always have a plan B for absolutely everything. Doesn't matter what it is. Perfect example was most recently. We went to Nintendo HQ, although we thought we were going to Nintendo HQ. Um, but we, what we actually did was about a third of us went to Weatherspoons for the day. But that was okay because for me it was all about getting people together and socialising with people that we didn't usually get to meet. And the people who attended appreciated that as well. But that was plan B because plan A had gone, as they say, tits up. And my committee looked to me for an alternative plan. I came up with one and it worked out. But take that situation about three years ago. That situation would have broken me. I would have fallen apart and given up, thinking there was no way we could do it. It wasn't going to happen. We'd have to cancel everything, lose money, because we had hotels that were non-refundable. But I've done the resilience training and the self-awareness training in my self-development journey, and I've learned that things don't have to be perfect, and I can have a plan B and not stress about what went wrong with plan A. But of course the 2023 me is nothing like the 2020 and before me because I overcame a whole anxiety disorder and I'm confident me now. But it took a long way to get there. You have to build yourself up gradually. Try little things. So because I built Nintendo North Wales over the last nearly 11 years, I had lots of practice of when things didn't go wrong and can we come up with a plan B before it's too late? So, for example, last minute venue cancellations, last minute we didn't get your booking, you're not officially here, and things like that. I had numerous meltdowns over the years because I didn't know how to deal with it emotionally or practically even. My husband had to come to the rescue a lot of the time, but eventually when I left the university he was in charge of the venue, so that dropped the stress off me immediately. The other element of perfectionism is the need to always be in control of a situation, and that was me. I always had to be in control. If anything went wrong, the world had ended. I'd have a complete meltdown and not be able to deal with what I was presented with. And that posed a problem many times when trying to organise things that weren't going to plan. But Nintendo stuff always worked out because we worked as a team. So how could I translate that into the rest of my life? Well, I've always maintained that I'm super organised professionally, but chaotic in personal life. And ironically, I actually hate routine. But having a child, which I had a baby in 2017, you get forced into a routine whether you like it or not. So there I was, a super organised professional with a routine. But also, I was always going to be organised on both sides because I will write everything down. I have an old traditional file of facts that I've had for a few years and I write everything in there. I colour code it with highlighted sticky notes and I know exactly where I'm supposed to be and when as long as I've written it down. If I haven't written it down, I'm in danger of double booking, even triple booking myself, forgetting things exist and generally being disorganised. So. When people wonder how I'm so organised, it's because I write everything down. But I also hate lists, which surprise people because they're like, well, if you're writing things down, surely you like lists. What I actually do is I write things down if I think I'm going to forget them, but if they're important enough to me, I don't forget them. They swim around in my head until I've completed them. Which beggars the question, how do I sleep at night? Well, 
I've got that down to a fine art effectively. I know my bedtime routine, so people advise that you switch off screens about half an hour before bedtime. So I stop gaming at around half ten in the evening with an aim to go to bed by half eleven. So that gives me half an hour to an hour and I start getting ready for bed with bedtime routine, skincare routine around eleven o'clock. And I use my lavender, so the Dream Team from Tropic and also the Gift of Peace, which is the Christmas um, gift set for this Christmas. I use those for my bedtime routine and lavender mixes really calm my brain and help me to sleep properly. So I totally recommend them. Other recommendations are things like meditation and yoga. Now I'm known for doing my yoga and my funky leggings and I do enjoy doing yoga although I'm not as consistent as I should be usually. But um, meditation I really struggle with because I'm a fidgeter. I can't sit still for very long. But I am able to do level 2 Reiki so that helps with my meditation and being able to sit still a bit more than it would have done had I not done my Reiki. As a small business owner I'm a total advocate for self-care as well. You have to look after yourself first and pour from a full cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. So look after your needs first then look after everybody else's and everything will fall into place for you. If you find that you don't know how to incorporate self-care, start by going for a walk out in nature. Even five minutes makes a difference sometimes. I love going for walks for hours, but I don't have time. Even 30 minutes is good for you. Um, going for a natter with a friend, a coffee, you know, just blast the cobwebs off somehow. For me, I'm lucky because being the Tropic Pianist gamer, I've got my Tropic products. I've got piano, so I can play the piano to myself for my own self-care. And obviously gaming, I can have gaming sessions with my husband to chill out. Okay, the games aren't always chill out type games. I can be stressed out by games, but usually I will pick the games that are suited to my mood at the time. If you're looking for chill out games for Nintendo Switch, I'd automatically send you straight to Animal Crossing New Horizons because that was the chill out game of lockdown that we all came to love. But my actual chill out game tends to be Tetris, which is ironic because most people find Tetris rather stressful. But I like relaxing to Tetris. Except maybe when it gets to the top 10 it gets a bit fast for my brain. But other than that, it's a chill game for me. Each to their own, I say. But if you're looking for being super organised, people often recommend time blocking. Now I mentioned my Filofax with the highlighted coloured sticky notes on it. That is my equivalent of time blocking, although I don't officially time block. What I do is I write down the things I need to remember, like appointments, piano lessons, coffee connections, walk, networks, I host the networks in the local area um, and then I leave the blank space but I don't actually put specific times down for achieving stuff because what I do is I take my kid to school and then sit down at my desk and catch up on whatever I need to do on the computer side of things and then any appointments I've got I know to show up for them but other time it's like if it's actually free time and I don't have any to do's left that's when I pop on the Nintendo Switch. So my workouts for the last couple of months have been Samba de Amigo, which is a rhythm music game, which is a great cardio workout. Um, so I like to play that in my spare time when I can't go for a walk, because obviously when the weather is shorter days and worse weather, um, it's better to stay inside and play games for me. 
Um, and when the sun comes out, that's when I tend to go for my walks. But interestingly here, as the Tropic Pianist Gamer, a multi-passionate creative, best-selling author and podcaster, people often ask me in networking meetings, how are you so busy? How do you fit it all in? Well, I'll let you know into a little secret here. I'm not as busy as I look. So yes, I do do multiple things, but the only things that I'm committed to doing every single week are teaching my piano lessons, which I teach Monday to Thursday. I volunteer running Nintendo North Wales events once a month. I do the morning school runs, but only a Friday afternoon school run. And I factor in time every day to make sure I do some kind of workout. So whether that's 30 minutes of yoga in the evening or a workout during the day, I used to save every 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon just before I started teaching to do a workout. I may get back into that eventually, but for now I'm happy with as long as I've moved for at least 30 minutes during the day, I'm happy with that. That's all that's in my calendar really, because everything else is networking events or networks or Zooms, which are also networking meetings or training, because I'm a member of specific groups where they do self-development type training. Um, but other than that, I've got a pretty free calendar. Um, obviously, as I'm coming towards Christmas, I'm a bit busier because people put networking Christmas lunches on or I'm playing in concerts. I've got my own concert coming up, which is the 9th of December, which is my first ever in-person Christmas concert. But in previous years, dating back to 2020, when I started playing the piano in front of an audience for the first time, I always reserve that time in December to have a Christmas festivity type of thing. So I do my 12 days of Christmas in my Facebook group, which is every morning after the school run, I put on a popsy dress and a lip product and then sing, play the piano and talk about whatever I'm talking about that day for 12 days. And I usually end with the Christmas concert, but this is the first year that the Christmas concert is before the 12 days is up. So I'll be busier than average this year at the beginning of December, but that means that the second half of December, I can chill out a bit more and relax because that's what Christmas should be about. Okay, it's busy because you've got a kid, but there's no reason to say you can't chill out a bit because you're not actually working. So I look forward to having a slightly more peaceful Christmas this year because everything is done and dusted by the 16th this time. But of course, we've got another month to go yet, so I'm planning Christmas at the moment. I'm planning to be super organized without the perfectionism to deliver a great Christmas for my family and my piano students who are joining in my concert. And I know I'll smash December because I've set the goals to smash December. Every month I set intentions via an abstract art goals book and Heather Palfiman and Lisa Williams get tagged every month that I do it. I did accidentally miss September this year, but it doesn't matter because I acknowledge that I didn't quite achieve what I wanted to because I was too busy concentrating on piano lessons. But if I focus on one thing at a time, despite being multi-passionate, I can achieve results the way I want to achieve them in the time space that I want to aim for. And December is all about raising money for Mind Conway and delivering a great Christmas to all who want to receive it from me. That's simple. And of course, if you want to know what I'm talking about with the Abstract Art Goals book, Check my Instagram or my 
Facebook page at Tropic Pianist Gamer at the last day of every month and late in the evening I'll tag a story with that month's art in as long as I remember but yes set your intentions time block if you have to but it's not necessary as long as you know where you are and what you're doing somehow diary helps um, and you can be super organized without the perfection because at the end of the day no one is perfect and that's okay what actually matters is that you're completely true and authentic to yourself your unique self because everyone is unique I may be slightly more unique than the average person because of my weird sense of style but we're all unique in our own ways and it's okay to be different Thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Later this month, my guest is Danny Smith, who's known as the Queen of Business Organisation. Tune in on the 22nd of the month for the guest podcast episode. Until then, bye for now.